All right, let me uh, – what kind of whiskey are you drinking? So, you know what? I was going to have um, – what the hell is it called? I got one because, you know, I get a wine website, so I get yeah. all sorts of free shit, right? And awesome. um, I was going to have a bottle that I got, and it is actually – it's like 30 – it's a blend of 30 different scotches. Jesus. And, um, and then th- – yeah, and then they send it. From Scotland over to um, over to Spain to be aged in Pedro Jimenez sherry casks, and <laughs> oh, it's called it's called Nomad Outland Whiskey. Okay, that's what I was gonna have, and then I realized that me and my dad drank it all. <laughs> <laughs> like that was down to the weekend, drank it all. So, um, but now I just got some Evan Williams. Cool man. You know, I'm on just, a. I've got a huge, huge bottle of uh, Jim Beam. Like the like the white, probably I guess it's the standard, but it's like the Jim Beam, uh, yeah, the white. <laughs> like white distilled or something like that. Anyway, because um, it yeah. was twenty five bucks at my liquor store, so I was like, okay, I'll take it. Uh, it was one yep. of those days, so here I am. <laughs> well, you know, Evan Williams is one of those ones that you know what for the price, it's good. You know, I mean, it's yeah, nothing like you know. So now yeah. you know, I would I'm one to say for the price anything's good (laughs) even if i have to break my back bending down to get it from that bottom shelf uh uh, i will somehow make it work if the day is uh one of those days but um yeah right on man well cheers uh so okay as far as horror comics podcast goes i haven't had i haven't had a guest or like a co-host or anything happen yet so you're the first one, man. Yeah, no. You're the first. You're the first oh, one man. in the fold. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Of course, <laughs> man. This is fun, and it's gonna uh, end up. At, we're doing like a little crossover thing with Weird Science uh, DC Comics podcast, so that's cool. So, um, before we like jump into, uh, I guess this Hill House Comics, or is it? Yeah, Hill, Joe Hill presents Hill House Comics. Uh, yeah. What, uh, so, okay, so, uh, anyone listening to this podcast, Horror Comics Podcast, um, this is Joey, and what, what's the deal, man, tell, let's, let's, this is your chance to kind of, like, you know, pr- promote your shit, man, you got some stuff to, that you do well, so, so, put it out there. Well, so, I am, I'm, I'm actually a wine blogger, that's what I do other, um, with a lot of my nights, I, uh, I, blog for my website thewinestalker.net um that's like stocking like you know the creepy kind of stocking not you know stocking shelves and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but you know like and I, I started reading comics comics again around with uh Re- rebirth um you know that and because growing up you know i loved dc i read some marvel too and all that and rebirth came out i was like you know what if this is giving me my midlife crisis, it's better than getting Corvette or a motorcycle. It's you know yeah. gonna be cheaper than that. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Because so, <laughs> you know I started getting back into it, and um, and and as far as the, the horror thing goes, um, I was a huge EC Comics fan growing up. Like, cool. and and that was we're talking back when even like the TV show Tales from the Crypt was out, so they were yeah. really plugging. They were doing all the reprints and everything, and you know they were, they were talking like '94, and they were just pumping that stuff out. So I bought everything that I could for EC, and I loved it. I still love it, and I still you know pull them out, all you know all my copies and read them every once in a while. Um, 
but so anyways, I got back into comics, uh, you know, with rebirth and everything. And, um, it, it, the, the Hill house thing, um, it, it came out at exactly the right time for me because I haven't liked what's been going on with DC. Right. Uh, you know, with like Bendis and, and, and King and everything lately. Um, and I was dropping books like crazy. Yeah, like, man. you know, like the Flash, Action Comics, Superman and everything. I was just letting them all go. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to look into indie horror comics and, you know, just to, to fill that void and, and see what's out there. And it was like after I made that decision, it was literally like two days later that they announced Till House. <laughs> and so it was perfect because I get the horror that I, I was craving. You know, and I get to support the company that I love, even though they're frustrating the hell out of me right now, you know. So for, you know, for Weird Science, I've been writing for them for about like a year and a half now. Um, I don't do a lot. I do, you know, I I do retro reviews and there's a few books that I'm on. Um, And uh, I I messaged him immediately and I was like, dude, put me on all of them because I I don't have a lot of time, but I will find the time to do these because this is what I need. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. and you know, and I started. I've listened to your your other podcast there, uh, the um, the uh, DC Comic Squadcast with Jordan. Yeah, like, I've mentioned it on the show a couple of times, but we don't we don't yeah. cross promote too much. I don't want to. I don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> want to convolute. I know that, you know either one. I know so, you know. But yeah, they have yeah, heard you know, the name before. So yeah, yeah. So I've listened to that since the it came out. Since you know, cool. so I've, I've listened to you for a long time, and I've listened to your horror podcast and everything. I thought you know it'd be kind of cool, even though I don't do podcasts. You know, I'm writing the reviews for these. It would be that kind of cool to to have a crossover. Yeah, you know, kind of talk about you know some of these sometime, um, and kind of you know between the two websites and the the two podcasts. Yeah. You know, it would be kind of cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It, it's funny so, yeah. too because like the the reason I say not not necessarily the reason, but like the inspiration behind the horror comics podcast actually came from uh chris and reggie that their segment on the weird science podcast uh that they had uh for a while which i'm curious to see if they're if they're going to get back in to do i know reggie still goes on weird science but um as far as their segment i wonder if do you know anything about like are they getting back on the podcast or no, because I haven't heard I haven't heard uh, Chris in a while. Yeah, I was gonna say I know he yeah. would jump on and do like the Teen Titans review yeah. with uh, with Jim and Eric, but uh, yeah, I didn't know if they were gonna because I know he they he, obviously Reggie got out of the loop whenever uh, his health stuff happened, and um, so it would be hard to jump back in and have to cover all that. But they still do their podcast, the Cosmic Treadmill, which again I've talked about that at length. Uh, multiple times on here that there that's the reason that like i kind of like did the show the way that i did was they kind of inspired me to like get into talking about like not just the stories in the books but the publishers and kind of some of the history and whatnot and i don't do nearly the amount of research i don't know if anybody does that they do for (laughs) their show but like that's kind of like how this even got kick-started but um yeah and I, i was with you not it, it, I hate to like say it, but it's true. And me and Jordan talk about it too on the on the DC Comic Squadcast about like how I, the general air about DC right now is is sadly like kind of just when it comes to the comics at least is sadly just kind of n- negative. Like it's just yeah. this kind of cloudy thing of like it just doesn't seem like 
they know what's going on. It doesn't seem like the readers really know. It's just this, no, the writers don't seem to have any sort of unison across the board for continuity. Um, it's, it, and the Bendis stuff is a mess. I, and the, the Tom King stuff, at least on the Batman front, is a complete mess. It, it's about to end, but still, it's just like, it's just frustrating. So, and you kind of wonder, like, how, how is, like, and maybe it'll change with AT&T coming. I, I don't know how far down the priority list the comics are for them, but to be like, oh, hey, like, maybe somebody else needs to be in charge that can, like, crack the whip, you know, as opposed to treating the writers like rock stars who can just go around, you know, destroying hotel rooms and, like, pissing in stairwells and the venues and whatnot or whatever. Uh, I wouldn't know anything about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, just kind of letting them off their leash to do whatever they want and it becomes it, on one hand you think like oh that's a great they should let them tell the stories but when you're dealing with a greater continuity and and, and characters that have personalities that are kind of i don't even want to say understood to be one way but kind of you know or similar between the different characterizations of each one like superman and batman generally you're going to act in at least in the canon together the same or consistently but like you start getting these different writers that are coming across and in one book, they're like this jokester. And then the other one, they're like an emo kid. It's like, what the fuck is going on? It, but <laughs> it's, that, and that's not even not even the tip of the iceberg for the problems at DC. That's literally just like kind of a nitpick. It gets worse with uh, <laughs> especially again, yes. going back to Bendis. But like so that's where I was getting frustrated, too. And I was just like I had gotten to the point where. I started going back to finding old horror comics and I had, I had some already like a, a nice handful and whatnot between uh, my collection and old box of stuff at my parents' house still for whatever reason. And like, it was like an issue of creepy and a few different random things, but um, it kind of got me looking for that and actually going out and buying tons of new like physical copies of these old books. And so that's of course when I started doing this podcast. And then just like you said, like that, this, this line got announced at like the perfect time. Cause it was just like, yeah, like, even okay. Because it's like, yeah, they're always announcing these events, which some of the events is, which when they put event in their title, it's not an event whatsoever. Uh, three, three going on right now. <laughs> I mean, it's dude, it is nuts. What and like, yeah, it's crazy. And it's, it, and not all of it's bad, but they really, they really drive things into the ground. So it was nice to go back and look at old back issues of not even just horror comics, but like DC and Marvel and like eclipse comics is something I've been really getting into. But um, oh really? Yeah, there's some cool, some cool stuff there. Um, <clears throat> was it uh, Tales of Terror? Either Terror Te Terror Tales is one of theirs. But they would do not all like mature titled things, but like a lot of it would be, and they would do some crazy shit. Um, but so I, that stuff was really refreshing. But at the same time, I was like, I just. There, I know there are modern horror comics, but a lot of times I'd pick them up and I'm just like. I don't know. It just, for some reason, doesn't feel right. There are good ones. I'm not saying there aren't any good ones, but, like, a lot of times I would just be looking at like, oh, just, I don't know. The, the, the horror thing matched with the way the art looks, for some reason, isn't jiving with me. But when they announced this, 
I just kind of had a really good feeling. We'll see how it works out, but I had a good feeling about it. Um, yeah. And just, it just was like, yeah, okay, here we go. This is something else like new that seems like it's going to be sort of separated. And they got someone like Joe Hill who I wouldn't think <laughs> would, and I, I'm not like, like super familiar with a lot of his work, but when you have a name like that, it doesn't seem like somebody that would just come in and be like, all right, DC, like, what am I allowed to do? It's like, well, no, you just, here's a world. Just, you, you do it. This is your line. Just create it. Go for it. You don't have, it's not dealing with superheroes and shit. This is just write horror stories. And I was just wondering, like, how are they going to, like, how far are they going to let this go? And so Basketful of Heads was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have the creative team in front of me on that. One. Is that is that Joe Hill writing that one? That is that one is Joe Hill. Okay, yeah. so that one. That is, go ahead, sir. That one. That was a uh, you know kind of a, a slower moving thing yeah. where you know really you really got to understand these characters. It was really a setup of who everybody was um, and how they act and everything. And I th- I, I really liked it, but um, I don't think it was something that we needed to talk about until the second one come right. out. Yeah, I agree <laughs> you know? completely. It, there's and there's not really um, much to say unless you were just like are going to like read it word for word kind of, you know what I mean? It's just like, well, here are the characters. Um, and okay. So that was the first one, but that one's fairly tame. What is happening? Something is like being destroyed in this room. And I'm like, what the fuck is, hold on one sec. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Jesus Christ, cat. hang on one sec. Let me let the cat out. It scared the shit out of me. Hold on. <laughs> one sec. animals um uh yeah, okay so basketful of heads well first of all the solicit was a lot more like i it was a lot more like gruesome sounding than the actual issue was um <clears throat> but i was based off of that issue i was like well it is this not that every book has to be gruesome and like crazy but i was just kind of i still didn't really get a vibe of like how What's the sort of rate, not rating, but kind of the rating of like where this this book is going to go content wise, and then this issue came out, which is the Dollhouse Family number one, and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it's just opposite end of the spectrum, and no holds barred, like it, it's it's fucked up, man, <laughs> it really is it's very fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that's why I love it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, then, yeah it, go ahead. There's uh, the the Lola Woods. Was another one that's coming out, uh, Daphne Byrne, and then the Plunge, which is another one by Joe Hill. That's cool. The thing, the thing is, the, with, with I kind of actually kind of expected that from Basketball Heads, Heads though, because he is the son of Stephen King, right? And he likes to start things off slow. And you know, even though I haven't read a lot of Joe Hill, it kind of is true to his father's work. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, where you kind of start things off slowly and, and uh, you know, big, have some character development. A lot of things that don't mean nothing. You got three pages of somebody brushing their teeth, you know. <laughs> so, it, <laughs> but it's definitely things are picking up in the next issue just the way that, that one ended. So. Yeah, that one, that one ended with, like, the cliffhanger of, like, okay, well, this is kind of where at least the horror is going to start. Um, and who yes. knows? But um, now, are these all... 
that's the one thing I was also trying to find. Are these all like limited series? Like, a, are they all mini series, or are some of them like undetermined? Six, six, six parts. Cool, that's awesome. Yep. So, like, they, at least from what we know of, um, that's what they're listed as, but they don't say it on the actual covers. So okay. maybe they can be extended if they do well. You know? Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like, I feel like they're leaving that door sort of open to that of like, uh, you know, I, I, who knows, but like with Sandman, it's kind of like, well, it, it the first volume, it has, it has elements of like anthology, but it all plays in together. And by the end of the whole series, it all plays in together. Um, I could mm-hmm. see them being like, well, let's just not number it like, or not put a cap on it because, you know, with any kind of horror stories, you could always take it somewhere else, you know, and maybe we'll just leave that open. And for now, it's yeah, six issues, but then, you know, whatever. So that's cool. I mean, I I obviously hope for the best with this. And uh, honestly, like, okay, so another like sort of le- level to this is that it's, um, and I, I don't remember if it was announced as having, being a part of Black Label, but it's part of Black Label now. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it's also Black Label, or it's DC Black Label, Joe Hill Presents Hill House Comics, DC Comics, <laughs> and then the title of the book, which, again, I don't care. It's just always funny when there's, like, lots of, like, like, have you, have you ever seen uh, Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie? No. <laughs> like, have you ever watched Tim, the I Tim and Eric Awesome Show? Yeah. Yeah, they, they made a movie, which is, I mean, as ridiculous as you would think it would be, but, like, the movie starts off with, like, five minutes of, like, production company logos like not real ones but it just keeps going and like it even seems like the movie has started and then it goes back to a production logo and it's like that was just the thing it's like it always reminds me of that even though this obviously isn't yeah. over the top it's but, like Daenerys Targaryen's like freaking her introduction where they say she's you know the queen of all this and that and like <laughs> and quite an accomplished singer as well yeah. uh, right <laughs> before they say her name um but, but I, th- I think, you know, the DC Black Label thing is just to say, hey, we're dropping F-bombs. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're dropping F-bombs. We're talking about blowjobs, like, in freaking, you know, basketball heads. Like, I think that's just oh, it. yeah, yeah. So, about you, know, you can do, yeah, you can just do do what you want. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Which is weird. So I, I think that's probably not that on there. It's just kind of like a rating thing. It's not for kids. Yeah. It, which is weird because, I mean, notoriously, I think, Batman Damned number one was the first like new black label story, right? And that's the one where it's like because there was a, a penis, <laughs> like, and not even like in a sexual way, in like like a medical about to walk into a chamber that's gonna scan his body way that caused an right. uproar Die. for DC to be like, whoa, we we gotta hide that. We didn't know that was in there. Uh, <laughs> like, you're like what the fuck? You, what? <laughs> yeah. It's just like so. That's where I was scared uh, with some of the, but the black label stuff has been pretty, uh, pretty. I feel like pretty good. I have, I've enjoyed most of it, uh, even though I've kind of like, I've got like Harley Quinn and Joker like overload, and I'm like I I don't I don't need this. Usually when I go and read it, I'm like okay, that was pretty good. Like that, not bad, you know. Uh, the only one I wasn't really a big fan of as a whole, I guess, was. Some of the Superman Year One Frank Miller stuff was like, what the fuck am I reading here? But um, uh, yeah. that, that can happen with Frank Miller from time to time. 
as much as I love him, sometimes it's like, dude, what the shit is happening? But yeah, that's no, I, I, I was not a fan of it at all. Yeah. Sort of like the, I, didn't, I didn't even read the third one because the second one I was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah, I, I, it's weird, man. I, um, story wise, I'm like, okay, it's cool that like you're really taking it in this crazy different direction, like taking advantage of the idea that you can have this sort of Elseworlds thing. Uh, but the first issue, the dialogue and the way they were trying to make them sound like Southern and stuff, I was just like, this is awful. Like I, and the thing is, is like, I'm down with this story so far, like I'm into it, but the dialogue is killing me. And <clears throat> the second issue kind of did away with that dialogue and got really wacky with the story, uh, which I honestly actually, I really liked that issue. And then the third one was like, fuck, no fuck this this is stupid oh, really? and it felt rushed and it was just like what the hell is going on i hated it um but whatever i mean it is what it is um but uh so anyway the black label thing i'm glad that they kind of chilled out and they were like okay we're still gonna have comics with like uh sort of to a certain extent no restrictions you know on, on what you can have in the story if it serves a story and i i think there's some extreme stuff in here but like I, I don't, well, actually, it's not extreme. I, don't, I hate to say that because that sounds insane. But, like, there's some really dark stuff happening in this book uh, with this uh, with the main, like, sort of human family that we're focused on that I was like, man, that's uh, – oh, that's that's pretty crazy. But then, like, it, it's not gratuitous. It really all kind of fits – it serves the story. Like, you know, it's, it, they're trying to get across the way that this dad is. And like, so all of like the language and the different things that they're saying and doing, I'm like, well, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. So, um, <laughs> it serves the story. So, um, yeah, I don't it, know. Do, I, it does. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it does serve the story because, um, you know, I mean like the dollhouse is, it's an escape for her away from that. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, we don't even know if, if this is real. Right, you know, yeah. um, it, it's a total. It's a total escape from her. I mean, she. Uh, I don't know how we're going to talk about it. What you know, if you want to go through the whole thing by order, but um, yeah, the dad's an asshole. Yeah, and uh, find out that first because you know um, he makes he makes a you know he's talking about he actually has a point at first because he's like you know what this thing's old and there might be lead in there. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, it, this is an old dollhouse. You don't know what this is made of. I mean, it could be like asbestos. So you don't know what's in there. And uh, and but of course, he needs to add. You know, you wouldn't know because yeah. the mother's not smart. Apparently, you know, you wouldn't know. I'm a carpenter. You know, and then he just complete becomes a, a complete asshole. You know, um, and it, it it the dollhouse becomes an escape for her, and she ends up going up and playing with her dollhouse when things get bad. Yeah. You know, and. and that, and that's why it's it's so important to her. It becomes her favorite toy because she can actually play with a family that gets along. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it seems like just this, this utopia kind of like household. Um, and I'm I'm trying to get to the uh, we can, actually yeah we can talk about the kind of the main. Uh, we don't have to go through the or, like, the full order of the story and everything like that because I I it's one of those things where I'm like. I think that people should just go get it and read it because I, I do think it's really good and I think it could it could be a really great series and we'll see how it goes clearly. But um, there's we a lot. Talk about go ahead. Sorry. That first, what's going on with that first page? I mean, what is this? You got two basically two entities crashing into Earth. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got 
this big thing, which we, might be what comes later, you know. Um, but like, what's going on there? Like, it, it, does this other person, this this narrator, does it stop this big monster here, and then they just get buried and become this cave? Like, I, I don't. It's crazy. And then you go into a dollhouse, which is it, it, this is why it's so messed up. Because how do you connect all this? That's what I'm wondering. It's like you got a big meteor, meteor crashing towards Earth, and somebody's talking about, um, let's see, about you know we land in a fire, peeling thunder in pain, but my work is still unfinished. The beast lives. So there's, there's somebody fighting this beast that they crashed in together, and then it says after a million years or two or many. The world, world heals over us, over the meteor that they created. So, like, and then how does that transition into a dollhouse? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, because in the dollhouse, Nuts. like, that's another part of the thing is, like, once they and um, they, she starts, you start realizing that the dolls are talking to her. And I, I like that, if I'm not mistaken, um, let me just kind of go back and see where the first pages that she starts talking to them. Cause I think it's like, yeah, she's with her mom and then she, okay. Yeah. So she, it's after the fight with her, her dad and he's like leaving. And then, uh, uh, he's, but when the doll comes out and starts talking to her and it's like, Oh, you should come inside and visit. Like there's not a moment of like, how are you talking to me? They, they don't play that kind of like, you know, movie sort of way of being like, Oh my God, how are you? How are you alive? Like what, whatever. She kind of just like talks to them, you know, <laughs> like it just seems like kind of like a normal thing sort of, uh, well, cause she's like, why well, can't you come inside? I'm too big. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute, but there's a doll talking to you. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool well, that think, they you know, skip that. Well, the thing is, is I think, you know, first of all, like going back to when they first get the dollhouse, she first calls him cod winner, the father. Yeah. And then, then it becomes Cord Wainer. And I, I get a theory about this, though, because I think that it, it sounds like she's making up these names, but it's almost like they told it to her. And, and like she got it wrong it, or something. Cord Wainer wrong. Yeah. And she just said Cod Winner. And so it's almost like maybe, I mean, we're talking magic here. <laughs> you yeah, know, so for sure. or whatever. Like she knew these people's names because eventually you find out they're real people, right? Yeah. So for some knew these names, but it was like a game of telephone where things get messed up first she says cod winner and yeah. it goes winner and then you know when when she when Bess finally talks to her later i mean this is it's almost like Bess knows this is the worst like i mean she, she sees her mom beaten she's bleeding she's got bruised eyes and everything she goes upstairs and she just sits in front of the dollhouse crying yeah and it's almost like Bess is like this is the worst we've seen we need to do something you know, so it's. I felt it was kind of like that, and just for for her seeing Bess move and talk and say, "Hey, you know, come in with us." I it was almost like you know, oh, thank God. Yeah, I can escape. You know, I can get out of this, and I can actually have friends and talk to somebody and be and be with my my friends, my toys, these toys that have been because we're talking what three years later after she gets it. This is 1981 that this happens. You know, so yeah. she's played with these guys for three years. Uh, yeah, I forgot you know, about so that. The time passing, it does it does go like it's not like all like in a day or in a couple of days. It really is over the span of a couple of years or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, so then, of course, it obviously goes dark, uh, and all this perfect stuff is never like right because then they start talking about um, 
what's the uh what do they refer to like the uh the black room she says something what, which I, I can't remember how that for how did that first come up i'm just i'm literally just bouncing around through well, the book here but well the thing the thing i love about this though is that their house like alice's house and their parents and everything is always dark like yeah. i don't think they have a like her father's unemployed and everything. Her mother works overtime. I don't even think they have electricity in that house because it's always dark. And then you go into the dollhouse. It's nice and bright and cheery, That's and you know point. they're all happy. They're playing and everything. And then there's the dark room, and the dark room is introduced from Bess, who just kind of brings it up. Um, and she says, "Wait, hold on." That's yeah, she, right. She, um, she's telling Bess that she doesn't want to leave. You know, yeah. um, and she hates that when when her father hurts her 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 mother. Um, but there's nothing she, nothing she she can do about it. So Bess is well, like there's always the black room. She's like, what's that? <laughs> and it, she doesn't even find that out until later. Like it, the, like all of a sudden, like you know, she asks the other kids, you know, what what's the black room? And the other kids are like, well, it only appears to us once, and that's apparently like. All these these people in this house aren't even related. She thought they were related, but they weren't. They were all people yeah. that went into the house like she did, right? So the black room, basically, you go into the black room, and it's actually kind of cool because it kind of the art changes. It's really dark and wispy, and like you know, it's um, it's really cool. But the dark room is, you can do this, but you have to stay in the house forever. So all these people that are in the house have made that decision to do something and then they have to stay there. And her, her thing is that she has to kill her father to save her mother. And, and um, that's kind of where that that's, story that's is. what the black room. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that's, that's like, and also that that's kind of where the story sort of like, <laughs> that's kind of where the cliffhanger is at the end. It's like her, her sneaking up behind him and like, Cracking him over the head with a hammer, like, yeah. But like, like I noticed, like, and I love how it changes as far as like the art and everything. Because, like I said, it's it's dark in their house, nice and bright in the dollhouse, and then you have the dark room, you know, and everything's just black and you know grim and everything, and it shows you know her father beating her mother and and saying that he's going to kill her, and you can stop that. You can save your mother if you kill your father, but you have to stay here. Yeah, forever. The um, and so all these other people in it had that option, and they chose that option for whatever it was. And I'm sure we're going to find out what the other people did. Yeah, you know. One thing that's interesting. And about there's. This, I was going to say the dark room real quick while we're on. It's like it's the yep. same lettering, like um, again, kind of like Sandman with like the uh, it's like a black letterbox with white letters and white outline, and it's the same as going back to the other story, like centuries before of uh, the woman that well, we can talk about that after, but that was one parallel that I noticed. Yeah, that I'm like, exactly. Okay. So That's obviously there's exactly a connection, but I don't know exactly what it is. Exactly. It's exactly what I was going to say. It was the first thing I noticed when we got, cause that happened with her. As far as like, you know, um, the book is concerned. We see that woman first. And then that's the first thing I noticed in the black room is, is that it's the same thing. You got the black word bubble, the same, you know, font and everything. I was like, oh, that's yeah. that lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and one of the, oh, okay. she in a dollhouse. Yeah. <laughs> With my mind, I'm like, is it misdirection or is that supposed to be the thing that ties it together? Is it too on the nose? Like, I think way too much about it. So I'm like, 
we'll just, I guess, see what happens. But, like, uh, it's, yeah, dude, there's so many different things, too. Because, like, the everyone's pretty happy-go-lucky in the house. But when Bess, the mother figure of the dollhouse, mentions, well, there's, you know, the black room, I suppose. That's what she gets, like, well, I wasn't supposed to say that. Okay, actually, you know what? Never mind. Let's not worry about it. Like, let's, the shortbread's going to burn or something like that. And... It's like, okay, so she's clearly kind of, like, worried, but the kids are like, oh, no, it, it opens every now and then whenever it decides to, you know, and it's like it opens once for everybody, that whole thing with the kids. Like, they're not really as, um, I don't know, they're not, they're not as, like, standoffish about it necessarily. It's like, oh, good luck, you know, when she's when it's open. They're like, yeah, this is your time. So it's weird to see kind of how, like, I guess a theory I could have would be, like, are these all people that have gotten trapped in there and grown up over time versus like the kind of the kids in there? Like, say, so like the parents or whatever, are they people that grew up like, sucked in as kids, but they have aged, you know, and like they, they know what's going on. They know uh, what this place does versus like the kids where it's still just like dreamland. Uh, you know, I don't know. Again, just a theory, but I don't know. I, I, you know, I think they stay the same age. And uh, first of all, uh, you mentioned shortbread. Where do they get their food? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're always yeah. cooking something. <laughs> Maybe where the where dark, do they get their food? The, dark, the black room from? provides. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like, you know, he's even, like, you know, messing with slices of bread in his invention room, which is pretty cool and all that. But uh, they just get food, which is great. Free food. Um, but, like, I think... Bess is the mother figure. Yeah. And um, and these kids just want somebody to play with. You know, they're kids forever, and they just they want somebody to play with and, you know, another kid around. Bess is the mother figure, and she's, you know, she's, she's like, you know, you, you got to have your own life. Basically, don't stay here, I think, and she's trying to protect her, you know, um, and not be stuck in a freaking dollhouse for eternity. And I think that's why she was trying to, to cover it up, and she, she slipped and... And I uh, was trying to hide what the black room actually was. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Yeah. Because she's, that's, yeah, she's the one that's like kind of like, uh, I wasn't supposed to say that, but she's also the one, yeah, that invited her inside knowing what that, I guess that could, because they say it opens once for all of us. So like knowing that that would end up happening to that's her, true. it's kind of like, Hey, you should come in now. It's fine. Whatever. And I love like when you first, um, it's not the first panel. It's like the next page whenever uh, the cat is like hissing at, you know what I mean? And the cat's like freaking out and she's like, no, it's okay. Uh, and I love that the cat's name is Ghost. Um, it's like, it's best from the dollhouse. But yeah. I can't come in. I'm too big. That whole thing. And she's like, nonsense. But the cat freaking out, I feel like is kind of like the, I don't know. The, <laughs> not, not that we needed one, yeah, but also right, kind yeah. of like the, yeah. the sort of the oh that should raise an eyebrow for you like something ain't ain't right but um yeah like one of those things my dog doesn't like you i don't like you kind of thing. <laughs> right yeah they, they know yeah. um so mm-hmm. yeah there's that, that's uh i there's probably i don't know more to unpack and we can come back to it as we think of it but like this other story again like you mentioned that first page it's it's being narrated by by somebody that is falling to earth. Like when they're like, mm-hmm. we land and fire, like you said, and like all that stuff. And it's like, um, 
work, uh, my work is still unfinished. The beast lives. What must I do now? Uh, what can I do? Um, so like, I know this plane. I've seen others like it. There's space here and time. Something to work with if I can remember how I do my best. So I'm wondering if like, God, I mean, this is, this is too much. This is a bag. Of, I mean, <laughs> like, when you start dealing with space and time, it's like, are they, are they talking about time traveling? Are they talking, you know, what is this actually going to be? Or is, because then they talk about eight, millions of years, like you said, too. Um, is it just like, are we going to have this? It even says, though, in, in terms of time, so much uh, time becomes tangible here or tangled here, yeah. malleable. So even it says that, you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> time doesn't matter in in this, you know, whether we jump around or not or what's said first, you know. Um, so it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be very, very strange jumping around all over the place. Yeah. And the sort of the time. Cool, I like it. Yeah, for sure. I think that's really interesting. And so the timeline of what that other story that we're seeing, which again, I, I'm light on the details of uh, those characters that are exploring and going to the cave and whatnot. Um, but so that that's in 1826 and our story here with, um, sorry, what's her name again? Um, Alice. Alice or, is the girl. Okay. No, so this is Joseph Kent, who is the person who, who's Alice's ancestor. And he, this is the guy that actually commissioned the dollhouse to be made. So this is okay. the guy that eventually, like hire somebody to build the dollhouse. Um, and I don't know what he, he, I mean, he's working for a cartographer here. It seems like, but this dude is a geologist. I mean, he's dropping knowledge on rock formations like crazy. I I don't know why that flew right over my head that this is the guy that they mentioned in the main story about. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes so much more sense because now it's like, there's even more theories like boiling around in my head of like, Oh, did he banish something into this house? You know, like what happened here? Like a Dybbuk box so it or something? Says, like, my mom's family are all crazy. Moines, Kent's, Daly's, Donahers came into the family 1828. Joseph Kent, we had it made for his, he had it made for his first son. So Joseph Kent had this made for his first son, the, uh, the dollhouse. And this is Joseph Kent. And uh, he's going to the cave right. for three days. Okay. Okay. All right, dude. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this, I don't know why. I read it twice, and for some reason, that shit did did not connect to me. Okay, so he made it for his firstborn son. So, like, the story of Joseph Kent is he, they're they're exploring here, and um, it might be important where they're exploring. I I can't remember. They, um, they're in Chile. uh, No, it's, it's, it's somewhere in in Scotland or Ireland, Chill, Montaigne County, Wicklow. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I I misread that. Um, and he ends up, uh, God, I hate, (laughs) that's the only thing about him being split up. It's like, well, they're all uh, flipping through different pages. Um, well, because, because there shouldn't be a cave there. He says, he's saying that uh, not natural formation for a cave to be where there, where it is. And so he becomes interested. He sees all the different formations in there. Um, let's list like feldspar, there's shale. Was there feldspar? Yeah, quartz and feldspar and shale and stuff. So he thought it was an oddity that it was even there and it wasn't even in any of the maps or any of the books he's yeah. read. Uh, so he just goes in there. And he's like, I'm going to take a hundred paces because no. his uh, partner, whoever he's with is like, eh, maybe you shouldn't do that. He's like, I'll take 100 paces and that'll be it. And I'll come back. And then the next thing you see, is like 
Joseph's third day underground, a hundred <laughs> paces. Well, it's, and he's like finding like water, uh, yeah. All this sort of bacteria and stuff. And he's going to get diarrhea down there. It's I mean, he's going to die. He's going to be Oregon trail all over again. Uh, he's going to die of dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, oh. Joseph. Uh, yeah. so then he finally gets to this opening with all these torches and stuff. And there's this giant, humanoid thing which i'm like is this this kind of seems like it could be the being that landed at the beginning or the beast yeah, maybe exactly. i don't know yeah it, it looks like it, it looks like it's the uh the, the thing that we saw in the beginning yeah and it's just been for whatever reason whoever whoever was narrating i mean took this beast down apparently yeah or made it sleep i don't know sung in a lullaby and made it go to sleep or something <laughs> it obviously like day one um, because this thing in the beginning, it's up. It's got like these stuff coming out of its eyes, like you know these you know electrical yeah you know, coming out and everything. And it looks like it's about to kick some ass and destroy Earth. Um, but whoever's narrating in the beginning, obviously, it's beat this thing into submission where it was sleeping, and that's why um, you know the the Earth went over it and you know it, it healed itself and went over it and buried it in this cave. And um, it's been sleeping ever since. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, oh, I that's, wonder. That's, I, I wonder yeah. if it's like a. Okay, again, just a theory. If it's the, if it's the flip side of that though, like if if the being that we're seeing with like the lightning in the eyes and it's like in the fire and all that stuff, if. Oh, is if, that? Yeah, I wonder if the narrator is who is passed out here, and the beast is actually this woman. Holy because shit! Because this woman it's shows funny. up. And, like, seduces him, and they have sex. And, like, she, like, does the thing, and she gets up and walks away. And uh, she's like, now get out of here, basically. Like, that's great. Holy fuck. And so, like, when she's, like, he built this house for his firstborn son, I'm like, is this son born of, like, whatever she is and him? And it's this complete, like, you know, crazy evil, like, antichrist, like, biblical level, you know, apocalypse (laughs) thing or something, you know? I, you know what? I didn't even realize that now because I'm looking back and you're looking at the text. The text is like totally different. And I mean, it's this actually, it's the same font, but it's white. It's not the black. The, I so think at the beginning? About, yeah, yeah, at the beginning. It's okay. the same exact font. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, um, I think you're right. I think that was actually this, this giant and the giant lost and uh, the thing that needed to be defeated, be defeated uh, was not defeated. Yeah, and that's the, this woman, or at least in coming in the form of a woman, um, just to seduce him. No pun intended. Coming in the form of a woman. Uh no, yeah. that something happened there in that page. Uh, but uh, <laughs> not to get crude, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a black label podcast. No, um, yes. yeah. So that's kind of like maybe that I don't know. That could be where it's going. And again, uh, you know, the sun maybe is the cor- what the cor- cord called Wayner or whatever it ends up being or because they're all the family in the dollhouse is dressed in that sort of like in that style that uh kent was and stuff which again would make sense if he had it built and the dolls were that way but with them being alive and that sort of uh part of the story it's kind of like i just wonder like i can't wait to find out who these characters are you know and like how this whole thing works i guess or like what are the rules of this stall house? And, you know, I don't know. It's a great, again, I, 
the fact that we could talk this much on it and not even really necessarily be done is like pretty awesome for the, <laughs> that's a good testament to the book. I think like it's a great start. Um, well, I, the thing, and the thing I like, I love about it though, is that I have no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like, I mean, it, you just made me realize that, um, you know what, that in the beginning, that's probably this giant thing, you know, it's, and, uh, from the fantastic four, um, <laughs> um, that that's great. Uh, but I have still don't know how all of this connects. Yeah. And, and it's not bad. That's not a bad thing. Sometimes that is bad. Yeah. That's a, bad, a lot of times know? that's it's, bad. Yeah. But. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just confusion and what the freaking hell is going on here. Um, and, and no, it's like, I, I'm intrigued and I can't wait to read the next one. Yeah. And, uh, when I read this first, I gave it an 8.5 on uh, Weird Science, and when I read it the second time, I changed it to a 9 because nice. I liked it even more. Um, I, it, it's awesome. Awesome. Very well done. Very well written. Um, completely fucked up. I love how there is just different atmospheres in every single scene, everywhere you go, like I said. You know, with the, the different houses and the, the lighting and just the the way things look. Um, I thought it was just really well done. Yeah. And like the, you, you pointed out the art um, change. And no, you're right, though. Like, actually, each sort of different section of the story has its own. I say section, but time, I guess, time frame. The two different time frames have their own sort of look. It's not that it's, it's not even necessarily that the art changes that much like it still seems like consistent but like it's got a completely different vibe um which is awesome which i do have the credits up here but uh i'll get to that in a sec the dark or sorry, i keep saying the dark room but the black room have you ever read any um uh josh simmons comics before he does a lot of stuff for like uh fanographics he's very like very in, independent and say independent, like more like fringe uh, in the sense of like, if you go on comiXology, if you have comiXology, um, if you type in Josh Simmons, it's, um, he's got a book called house that doesn't actually have any dialogue at all, but it's still really interesting and really cool. Uh, it's, he's, yeah, he pretty much sticks to horror for the most part. Uh, he's got another one called black river. And the first thing that got, that I read from him uh, was two books called uh, Jessica Farm. There's a part one and a part two, um, and it's like an ex- one of those experiment kind of things of like where he like I think he drew like a page a month or a page. It's a page a month over however many years, and so that was like volume one. And then the next page a month over the next few years was volume two. And at the end of volume two, it's like a volume three will be out in 2042 or something like that. Like, uh, by the way, I guess he have whatever, but I'm like, that's crazy. But all that just to say, there's a very distinctive art styling that he has. And the black room scenes almost feel like an homage to that, which I'm sure you could, I mean, you could attribute that to, um, uh, God, why is my mind blanking right now? Freaking, like Harvey Picar and uh, who's the the freaking guy? <laughs> God, uh, I'm, I'm, these are the moments where I'm like, I wish no, I, 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 I my brain worked better. Um, 
I can see that though, because just by looking at that, you know, the art style and how it changed there, and I mean, it's just it's so different. And uh, yeah, I could see that because I haven't read any by him, but I probably should. I would check it out. They're all really quick reads. They really are. Like yeah. it's it's nothing like, especially the one that doesn't have any dialogue. You're just looking at pictures. Um, but I would check it out. But the, it, it's like more so in the all the like lines and sort of detail. It's not even really detail. It's just like whatever that effect is, all the penciling and stuff in the background uh, to make it seem so shadowy reminded me of that. But anyway, that's, um, let's see. They kind of, they credit it a little bit different, but it's, uh, it's written by M.R. Carey, who I, I've never heard of until this. I haven't either. I'm impressed. Uh, The layouts are by Peter Gross. Finishes by Vince Locke, colors by Chris Peter, letters by Todd Klein, and a cover by Jessica Dalva, and a variant cover by uh, J. Anna, Sl- Anna Cleto and Ivan Anna Nunez. Cleto. Anna Cleto. Mm, Anna Cleto. There, I... Variant is actually really cool. I... I don't know that I have seen it, actually. Check that out. It's the variant cover is actually the credits page. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, that's awesome. That's what. So I don't, man. I don't know, like, what's going to happen. I mean, she comes out. She she says says the words. She comes out of the the uh, the black room, right? And she's sitting there, and she's you know listening to this voice saying that you know the clock is ticking, uh, tick tock, tick tock. If you love your mother, make up your mind. And then she goes downstairs. And, you know, her father's there doing his carpentry thing, fixing the house, at, you know, in a dark house. And he's like, there's nails on the floor, Lally. Mind you, don't step on one. And she just picks up his hammer and just freaking just clocks him in the back of the head with it and kills him. Yeah. And so, like, I, what do you think happens from there, though? You know, like, does she just go back into the house or does she now – is now she dealing with a dead body there and now has to deal with her mother? I mean you – know? That's where I'm like, I don't know. And I, like my mind kind of goes to, uh, okay, well, I'll just put it out there. This is my sort of thing of like, this is how I could see it going um, is that like, and again, the way that whatever's happening with this house could trap people, you know, these kids by being like, yeah, well, go do this thing. So it's kind of like, which, what was the deal, real quick, before I say this, what was the deal with the, let me get back to that, that the house kind of made it being like? It gives you an option to do one thing. And, um, you know, whether, it, I'm not sure what the other people, what their option was or anything, but obviously hers is to save her mother's life, to not be killed by her father. So if she can, uh, like, basically leave, and it all goes on as normal, but she could stop all of that suffering but have to stay there forever, basically. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, just like, so, like, yeah, sucked back in the house. Right. That's where I'm like, I kind of had it backwards in my head when I was about to say what I was going to say. Which, uh, that's oh, kind of like, oh, you mean the you trap? Mean like, uh, do this, or you're stuck here forever, kind of thing. I, I, yeah, I, I guess that's maybe what I was thinking because I was like, well, it's obviously wrong. I was going to be like, if she goes and kills, and then she's like, uh. Oh, well, they're going to send you off to an asylum. You better come back in here. But it's like, well, obviously, she's making the deal with the devil, basically, to say, like, okay, well, I'll stop the suffering and just live here forever. But I yeah. feel like there's maybe now it's like, I feel like there's going to be some sort of catch, I guess, 
for her or maybe not i don't know like i don't know how this is gonna go it should just get added to it you know i can't wait i can't wait to read the next one yeah it's awesome dude i'm like see where it goes yeah i I, I find a very pleasant and like again things that like i just didn't even i i I don't know didn't even like put together i I, I, when i read stuff i really do have to read a couple of times um to get all those details clearly i mean that's normal but like still still for whatever reason when i'm reading stuff i will be reading and then like start thinking about other things outside of the book and just in life and like realize that i've been reading three pages and i haven't actually comprehended any of it so i always have to go back and clearly that's one of the things that like just went straight through my eyes and i didn't even put that together about it being the dude that commissioned the, you know i don't know <laughs> i missed that but that like okay I, that's a huge piece of the story <laughs> that i missed so i've had that problem my entire life where i'm reading a book <laughs> and just even like like a not you know how many times how long it took me to read like you know the, the game of thrones books oh God. because like i'll yeah. be sitting there and then something you mentioned i'll just start thinking about something else and all of a sudden i've read an entire page and i didn't like take in any of it now yeah. i gotta read it all over again yeah <laughs> so it's, like, uh... all the time that's bad yeah. for um, I. I mean, I, when I was trying to read through the whole Sandman series, which I actually still haven't read every book in it, but that was one where it's like it it it, it, it really does matter. Like especially here, obviously too. But like I would realize that like there would be full issues that I would come back to read the next one and pull up the bookmark and be like, wait. I don't recognize the, the issue before this, but I know that I read it. I don't know what the story is, but uh, yeah. How do you get out of that? I need somebody to send me advice on that. How do you just? I don't up? know. You just got to read it again. <laughs> you just got to realize what you're doing and read it again.
Awesome, dude. Well, um, as far as the horror comics podcast goes, and I, I might not have like need to include this in the crossover, or we can leave it. Whatever. Uh, so you, uh, your website is thewinestalker.net. Yep. And um, you're, I mean, you're going strong with that, man. You're killing it. So that's awesome. And your reviews can be found on Weird Science DC Comics uh, dot com. And mm-hmm. I always want to say Weird Science DC Comics Podcast at dot com. That's not right. That's incorrect. Weird Science DC oh. Comics dot com. Uh, award winning. You got to say award winning. Award, the award winning. The official, unofficial. <laughs> now the award winning Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Now, see, I just did it then, and I just said that I shouldn't do it. <laughs> the award winning. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Eric. Sorry, Joey. The award winning Weird Science DC Comics dot com. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, awesome. And I was, I'm glad we got to do this, dude. Um, I, yeah. I learned a lot about this issue. Um, <laughs> and just talking about it. Cause I, again, that's something yeah. I probably would have been confused about with the, uh, Joseph Kent stuff. So it's been real, man. Yeah. Uh, it's been, it's been awesome. Uh, I guess maybe social media plugs. What's, what's your social media content look like? Where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me if you're interested in my uh, my wine stuff. Um, then it's the wine stalker, S T A L K E R. Um, and if you're interested in more of my my comic book or you know everything else, uh, it's Joey Casto. That's J O E Y C A S C O. Um, but so yeah, um, that's more you know my comic related stuff and and basically everything else on on that one. Uh, yeah, so that that's it for for social media really. Cool. And then for me, it's uh, at Rev Rim, R-E-V-R-I-M on Twitter. And for Horror Comics Podcast, it's Horror Comics Pod, uh, at Horror Comics Pod on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that that, that will work for that. And the other one is DC Comics Squadcast with myself and Jordan. And then we have DC Squadcast on Twitter. So that's uh, covering the, you know, across the board for Horror Comics and DC Comics. So um yeah dude it's been awesome so uh until what okay so next week we get the next one so we'll figure out when to come back and record (laughs) for that and and catch back up and get that sea dogs going so yeah it's gonna we gotta figure it out because you know we got thanksgiving and everything and all that so but we'll figure it out man i had a a blast yeah uh, same here man i can't wait to do it again it'll be awesome and you can enlighten me on things that i apparently can't comprehend (laughs) but uh (laughs) dude it's been real it has been too yeah thanks man you have a good night